All right, welcome everybody. This is our MLC community call. This is Angela, your host, <laughs> and we'll start with a prayer. So if you can and would like to join with me, it feels good to place your hand on your heart and take a nice deep breath in and out. And we invite in spirit and support and love and peace on the in-breath. And letting this be a time that we release any blocks, any challenges, any anything we feel is hindering our expansion. We're so grateful to be joining together here today with all like-minded, loving supportive people and we are grateful to open ourselves even more to the free flow of love that's available right now and as we each connect with our higher self we connect with all all the guides and the angels, all the wisdom, the intelligence. And happy to share Okay, that was weird. I just totally <laughs> opened my eyes. We can't hear you at all. Can't hear. Can't hear. So let us, you're not hearing me, or are you hearing me now? A little bit, and there's a lot of tinging and tanging noise. Okay. Let me let me just leave and come back. Okay. But, but feel free to carry on without me. Yeah. <laughs> Modern technology.
Okay, I'm back. I don't know the situation, but um, <laughs> don't let me interfere with your call, please. And feel free to unmute yourself or if you need my help, Lou, I got you. Uh, is this a class or is this a community? Call? No, this is the community call. So it's different than the class. Yeah, just like in a community call on the weekend where it's just a time to share any insights or challenges. Yeah, it's not like a special kind of class. It's just a regular community call. Okay, I've never been to one, actually. So oh, well, yeah. I accidentally made it to one, yeah. Yeah, it feels like we're off to a rocky start and a little confusion, but I think soon we'll get smoothed out. And um, when we have a brave soul sharing, oh, much better. Thank you, Lori. Um, we're having interference uh, with who, with from wherever. But, yeah, so just the time to share. And uh, we just need that brave soul who would like to start us off with, something that's coming up for them or breakthrough or challenge or a question. So welcome, Lou, to your first community call. <laughs> and feel free to unmute yourself or if you need my help, of course, you can raise your hand, wave it, or if you're on the phone, which no, I think everybody left, <laughs> um, or just use your uh, raise hand under the participant tab, however you want to do that. I have having just a little bit of a struggle with um, clarity and balance, I guess, right now um, about feeling guided. There's a, a project that I'm working on that I'm feeling something I've been putting off for years. and I really feel like spirits telling me now this is the time and to move forward and to really commit to doing it. And that I don't know how know how you know have to know how to do it that spirit knows and but then there's that part of me that's like I don't know the balance between taking letting that the allowance happen and taking action like I'm confused where I'm taking action that I'm supposed to, that spirit is guiding me to do and where maybe and I'm trying to make something happen and do something so if anybody has any suggestions around that. I'd appreciate it. Do you want to share, Lou? I can unmute you. Well, I guess I can't. There you there go. go. Okay. Um, I've had something like that, similar like that, because what I used to do was, and I probably do still do it to some sometimes, is putting something on the altar, sort of uh, asking the divine to take care of it. And if I didn't get action fast enough, I would take it back. <laughs> Sorry, God, you're too slow. And I would take it back. Uh, and... I don't know how to describe it, but I have not been doing that lately. Um, part of it is is a feeling of openness and surrender uh, and asking for guidance. And I'm just watching stuff coming to me. And I don't know which, like, I don't know if it's all divinely guided it's information that's coming a lot of information is what I want what or what I need for me to happen but I'm it's hard to tell sometimes whether it's your imagination or if this is real is that what you're having problems determining uh, Nikki um, kind of but I think more it is knowing because there is action that needs to be taken for this project, for I'm, what I want to do, which is um, start a nonprofit with a community space that is basically a learning um, studio for different people to come in and share their gifts and talents and to teach about what they love 
and then for people to come in and be exposed to new areas. So whether it's spiritual type workshop healing modalities or whether it's photography or art or um, creative in that vein. And so there are things that need to be done. Um, I just don't, I think it's the time frame I'm confused with. Like if there should, I feel guided to take certain actions and just take that and then just be patient and wait. Or if, cause I tend to, um, be 10 steps ahead in my head and feel like I'm, I'm running the game sometimes. I'm just wondering if I'm doing it or if I need to slow up or what, I don't know. Cause I, I feel it's usually when I have these ideas and I start working on them, what'll happen is I'll get overwhelmed because I am thinking about the big picture and I start thinking, Oh, I can't possibly do that. And, um, but now this time around, it's, I feel it's different because I, I know that I don't know, need to know how to do it, like really trust in that. And I really trust in how it's going to come together if that's what is supposed to happen. Um, so I do feel different about it that time. I just, I guess maybe I'm too worried about, well, I'm worrying about that I'm going to take the reins back. Maybe I'm not even doing that. Maybe that's just my, you know, the coming in trying to say, oh, stop, you know, you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. It could be a lot about a lie. <laughs> so, yeah. It sort of boils down to trusting, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's been an interesting, it's kind of in my journal right now, I'm working on the um, procrastination section as well. So it's kind of all jumbling together. <laughs> and so, because I tend to be a person who will, when working on some kind of a project or something, break it up into steps and then, okay, well, today I'm going to do this step and then stop. And what I've been seeing lately is that sometimes that is to my detriment that I have the time and the inspiration to go forward. And it's kind of an artificial stop on my point, my part. And so it's, I think it's just, yeah, balancing all of these things and feeling, um, wanting to make sure I get it right. <laughs> I think, you know, and, um, and that part of me that, that is saying that it's somehow that I'm doing it wrong. One of the things I've learned to do through muscle testing is, uh, and you don't even have to really do the muscle testing thing, is stopping at, throughout the day and when I'm doing things and just doing this opening up. If this is the way I need to go, well, can I feel the pull this way or can I feel the pull that way or can I feel something? Uh, opening up to, to allowing, like it's like a deep listening thing. So, but it is an opening. Like I, I find that if you start, when I say, for instance, when I'm buying, going into a health food store and I want to get some supplements, what I do is I take the supplement and I hold it in my hand by my solar plexus and ask if this is good for me or not. If it's good for me, because uh, I've already pre-done this, it'll pull me forward. If it's not good for me, it'll push me back. If it's neutral, nothing much will happen, like if it doesn't really matter whether I take them or not. And I found that I'm using that in other ways as well. So I do a pause, and I ask for the guidance right then of whether I should take the step or not take the step and feel the energy in my body pull me or push me, or what it what my reaction is. I don't know if that would work for you, but I'm finding it works for me. Uh, maybe you could give that a try, something like that. I think we have to kind of find our own little thing, you know, what works for us as we go through the day. Yeah, that's really helpful, Lou, because I, um, I do uh, know a little bit about 
muscle testing. So that would be helpful. And also just the fact that you reminded me that when I'm in that anxious, um, agitated state, that's probably not <laughs> the state that I want to be in. If I'm not feeling peaceful, then I probably need to stop and pause and reconnect and then, and then go from there. But yeah, just that the first step would be just to get peaceful again and take that pause. So thank you. Yeah, thank you both for getting us started, Nikki and Lou for suggesting. I just wanted to hop on and say we're in a community call, if you haven't noticed, if you're just joining us. And um, it's Angela here as your facilitator. So feel free to unmute yourself freely to share. And there's my Rhode Island friend. Hi. <laughs> I would love to share if um, that Go would be okay. So um, recently I have been guided to um, reach back out to my parents and it's been really painful. So it's been about two and a half years and I haven't speaking, spoken to them and um, I just kept really praying about it and handing it over and I felt like um, it was just time. So what's happening is I feel like my mom is very... Um, shut down and not super warm and so it's really difficult and I have this like a little girl inside of me that's trying to um just please her and just this is I'm like going back into old behaviors so um actually I've been listening to some stuff and I've been trying to take care of that inner child on my own before I before I get together with them and um so Friday, they've been coming to the games, and Friday, it was great. I feel like I was really checking in with me and not being this little girl, trying to just be whoever she wanted me to be. And then Sunday, they came to my son's football game, and the first two hours. And the first hour, I found myself really checking in, what do I need, doing, doing all that. And then the second hour... And I made this bracelet, I choose me. And it was like to remind myself. And I feel like, you know, I was doing so well with it. And then the second hour, I just felt like I reverted back to this little girl trying to get her attention, wanting, just wanting them to love me and my expectations, because I'm seeing so much that I have this conditional love for them. They're not able to be these parents that I feel like I deserved a need. So I have all this judgment and I have um, all these expectations and I keep saying, I'm, I keep saying no expectations and then we get together and I have all of these expectations. So um, I don't know. I just feel like I need to share the struggle because I come home from it and I'm just, it's really hard. I feel like it takes me out of the day. You know, when I come home, I feel like my husband has to deal with it. And he's like, you were so much better before, but I feel like I was blocked. Like, I feel like I was better because I just shut them out. But I feel like that wasn't the loving choice. But it's really hard to just sort of figure out how to, you know, honor and take care of myself and not be judging them. And just really you know, love them for what they can give me. And, um, and I was trying to do these lists because I was listening to this Thich Nhat Hanh thing and they were talking about writing their, you know, good qualities. And then I was so upset about everything. I, you know, I found a few of hers and then I was trying to find some of mine. And I feel like what happens is I just get so dark that I start to get so mad at myself for shutting them off and a real spiritual person wouldn't have shut them off. So just if anybody has anything that is coming to them for some type of healing. And I also just need prayers because on Wednesday I have to go get a biopsy on my right breast. So I just sort of have a lot going on right now. So any thoughts? Uh, 
Yeah, just the Hugh Lynn thing. Um, when he does that little business about, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Yeah. Would that help if I've you been, if you did that a lot with him? Myself. And I actually think that might have been what led me. I listened to Zero Limits, and I think that might have been what softened me and led me to bring them back in. But but now it's just, you know, the first time I brought them back in, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done it. Because it's like all this pain's coming back up. But I know that... I'm not being loving, you know, I'm by not having them in my life. So, but I did, I have, and I have worked with that. And I mean, maybe I need to do more of that. I don't know. Thank you. You know, I, when I had my one-on-one -on -one with Jennifer, we kind of talked um, about the same thing about my relationship with my mother and she talked about writing, because I had done lots of forgiveness letters, like I forget this letter to my mom and a forgiveness letter to the meaning I made of things that she did. And Jennifer suggested a forgiveness letter uh, to myself to, uh, for holding the grievances against my mom, for acting unloving in my mind towards my mom. Um, so I don't know if that... And that wasn't an angle that I had looked at before. Like, I thought it was more about forgiving myself for the meaning I made of the things that she did. Um, but, but so when she said that to go deeper and to forgive myself for having judgments and grievances, um, which I'll admit I haven't done it yet. So, but um, that was something that was just a new way for for me to look at it I don't know if that helps I have I've done forgiveness forgiveness letters to them and to myself but not for that for because there is there's all this guilt that I have for that so thank you I could try that Okay, here's another possible suggestion. Um, I've been doing the inner child work with Reverend Deb, and in the booklet there is a, a part in one of the weeks that you do this, is imagine, uh, let's say imagine kind of a, a channel or something between you and the other person, and sort of opening up this channel of love, and uh, I'm not exactly remembering it right, but just opening up a channel of love to the other person so that you're only seeing them with loving eyes. And the loving eyes also would be seeing you. So that it just opens up a kind of a love channel. And that, you keep, you got to keep, or you keep any judgment or anything out of that. It's just all it is is love. It's not about what anybody does or what anybody says or anything. It's just understanding and feeling this love between the two of you. And maybe if you figure something out along those lines where you can protect yourself by surrounding yourself with love and then having this love kind of go to the other person and surround them with the love. And then you've got this, the strength of love. It's very powerful. It's very strong. And maybe you can have this kind of love connection. So it doesn't really matter so much what's being said or what's being acted. It's you're, you're working on the level of love. I don't know if that'll help, but it might be something to, to kind of check in or see what you can do with that. It's so funny because I, I feel like I thought that I came so far. And I feel like just you saying that, like I have, like maybe it wasn't time yet. I have so much anger. I still have so much anger towards them. And I thought that, I thought that I was ready. And it's just, it's when you're saying that, it's like this, I am a very loving person. But I feel like I have so much just, and I wish that I was there. Like, that sounds so beautiful. And I wish that I felt that. 
It takes practice. Yeah, I would suggest, as Lou mentioned, that was part of that inner child work that uh, I know some of us have been doing with uh, Debbie Dexter. And I found it immensely helpful as well. So that might also be something like I haven't gotten to the part that Lou talks about yet. So maybe that's more advanced <laughs> when, you, when you get further in. But um, just even the two weeks that I've done has been been really helpful to clear up those things that things we've been holding on to since we were little. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to ACOA forever and I was just so sick of being this victim, you know, and I felt like I haven't been in almost a year and I thought that I was doing so well. Like I thought that I was just doing so well and I was so healthy and it was so great and I felt like everything was going well until and I was so guided I felt like for a whole week I heard it I didn't act on it right away for like a week I just heard like for longer than that I was feeling it but like for a week I just kept hearing that it was time and then I actually said to spirit I said to God you know if you show me a sign you know I'll make the call I was so angry that I had to make the call but I would and then that Friday morning my mom it, it showed like a missed call from her. So I thought that she called. And then when I called her, she was like, I actually didn't call. I did it by accident, but I felt like that was my sign. Like it felt like it was. And now I just am feeling like I wish I hadn't. Well, I would say don't doubt yourself then. I mean, know that if, if you were guided to do that and it sounds like you were, you know, and things even like that on the phone, stepping in and happening, that uh, it is guidance and just to realize that this is a place where it's getting to all come back up. I mean, it's being come up for healing for your, for everyone's highest and best. And it's at the perfect time because that's what you were guided to do. And just, you know, it's kind of, if you can try to switch it or turn around, I know Jennifer talks about, you know, turning towards the light Instead of being in that helpless and hopeless spot, what has helped me so much when I'm there is just, oh, yeah, I can just turn around and I can look at this opportunity for a healing that's come up and knowing that all of this is, is coming up and this is for your for the highest and best of everyone. And to keep focusing on the healing that's being possible now instead of all the crap that's making us feel hopeless and helpless. Yeah. Megan, yeah. Um, this is Paula. I had an experience <clears throat> a number of years ago where uh, I had a little shop, kind of a new agey gift shop, and my landlord was horrible. Um, I don't know, he just was purposefully mean. Um, and I remember offering a prayer up that said, you know what? I can't love him. <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling the love. But you know what? I'll bet you do. So send the uh, angels or, you know, whatever of love, shower that love on him because I know you can do it. It's just I can't now. Yeah. And I, it, it again, a miracle was that, you know, a couple days later he came by and was like a different person. <laughs> You know, it was just one of those things. But I wasn't mad at myself because I couldn't feel it. I just thought, you know what? I'm human. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. However, I know that the love is out there. So take it. Shower it on him. And maybe that's something you can ask your higher self to do. Connect with your parents' higher selves. Um or, you know, just 
send the love and have it shower down upon them and you're just maybe not ready like you said you know maybe you're waiting who knows but it's okay I feel like that feels really gentler and I think what happens is when I bring them back in it's like I have these codependency issues where none of my needs matter and it's like all about them and I feel like if I'm gonna go back that I need to like re- you know, redefine the relationship and, and make changes. And I feel like that feels like a way for me to be sending them love when I'm not capable of it from me. Beautiful so like, work, Meg. Yeah. It's just so funny because I was like feeling like I was all healed. <laughs> you know, I just thought that I was all healed and... I'm so not, <laughs> so. But you're on the path, you're on the path, you're on the journey in getting there. Um, Megan, I don't know if you can hear me. Um, can you hear me? I, I don't know. Yes, how. Patricia, you're good. <laughs> This is my first community call and I've never spoken on any of these calls ever before. Um, but Megan, I just wanted to say thank you so much for bringing this up. Um, and I can I just acknowledge the love that you have for your parents and your absolute sheer courage and bravery in what, the, in what you're doing. I'm just so moved and touched by the fact that you have done what you've done. Um, I haven't spoken to my mother for over three years uh, and I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready to reestablish contact with her. I also, and I've spoken to Jennifer Hadley about this um, as well in counselling sessions and um the course does make it pretty clear that it's not about the form. It's not about the form. It's not about <clears throat> having lunch with the people or, or being actually in physical contact with the people that you have problems with. I also, um, so I, I, I feel like whatever you're doing is enough. Like that's just how I feel. I feel like you're working really hard on it on <clears throat> some level and can I, you know, maybe that's enough. Maybe you don't need to do more than what you're already doing. And and if you do feel like you need to put up strong boundaries again, I'm just putting it out there that maybe that's not a bad thing either. And, you know, I wouldn't judge you. I And I don't feel like anyone else would either. Um, whatever you chose to do because the loving intention is there. The loving intention is there. Um, and it's, it's how you work your mind, not what you do in form that matters. So doing anything, anything, even spending one or two minutes a day sending her light or doing her oponopono or, you know, and, and, I've given myself a very hard time about my mother and she gives me a very hard time. She tries to turn anybody she can against me, um, whereas I don't talk about her to other people anymore. Um, I was at a mother's circle on the weekend <clears throat> and we were doing a lot of work, um, mo mostly around our sons. But strangely, while I was there, I, I got a very strong, um, I felt like I got a very strong download about my mother and it was that it's okay. It's okay. I don't have to be in contact with her. Um, and that may be different for you. I don't know. I just want you to feel, I just um, would like you to, feel like completely like every it's okay and um 
and to acknowledge the work that you've already done and how loving you are already, how loving you are already. You're just shining with love for your parents. And, yeah, that's maybe that's all I need to say. Thank you. <laughs> Here, unmute Megan here. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I think that there's, um, sorry, I have my phone, my thing dies, that's why I left for a little bit. But um, I think there's so much judgment on myself for taking the action of taking them out of my life that I kept thinking, like, I would just, you know, I would do the work, I would get the work, and then I would forgive them. And I took so much time away. And in the back of my mind, I had all this fear. I feel like I've taken them from my kids and I had all this fear that you know they're gonna die and I'm this loving kind compassionate person to everybody in my town and everybody that I meet except for my parents so there was just this judgment on myself that I you know I just knew in the back of my mind that I needed to get stronger and that I needed to take this step and now that I've taken the step, I just, maybe the whole time the loving and compassionate person that I needed to be was just to myself. And to try and stop being this person to the world that I, really I could just be to myself. Because I'm just so hard on myself most of the time. So... Hi, Megan. This is Debbie. I just want to say something, too. That's kind of resonating with me. And I swear to God, you, you are just so beautiful. And, and you, um, I had an experience with my, my stepfather, and I, I did absolutely everything I could do for that man, and it was never enough. And he just wasn't capable of receiving love. He didn't know how to receive the love. And, you know, that was part of his personal journey. And I finally, finally had the realization that it wasn't up to me you know, to make him feel loved. He had to do that work. And you're, you're doing your work, and you're doing a beautiful job, and your heart is just overflowing. And and you could, you could feel the whole world of the you're being. And, and if your parents aren't capable of receiving any love, they're just going to suck you dry. So, so please, um, you know, maybe take that break that you feel like you need it and just take care of you and let us help love you. Let us be your mother and father for a bit. So you, you feel stronger, but you're a very strong, powerful woman. I just from listening to you, and and um, and it's it's not fair that um, and then you know so what's fair? It set your boundaries and don't you don't have to deal with your toxic parents. You know, nowhere does it say if you don't deal with your toxic parents and let them beat you up that you're a bad person. Can say that anywhere. Thank you. It does feel like just being on this call that I'm nurturing myself and I'm sorry that I'm sucking up so much of the time, but it does just feel like I'm really taking in all of your love and all of your kind words. So thank you.
I can just feel the love in the quiet inside. So I didn't want to wreck it. <laughs> mm. Just remember, your healing is ours. So there's no too much time or. Megan? Yeah. This is Lori. Um, this is kind of, I, I, I haven't said anything because I felt like this didn't really relate, but it just keeps nagging at me just to talk about it because it was so powerful to me. And um, I thought just sharing it, then you can take it for what it is. But I read the book from the list that Jennifer gave us a couple of weeks ago called Dying to, to Be Me. Yeah. Have you have you read that book? No. No um, book so, so thanks, yeah. Yeah, so the book itself is it's her journey, you know, of um getting cancer and then dying and choosing to come back. But the interesting thing was um she had a real trying relationship with her mother and father, but it, it different than your situation, but um she when she went to the other side, she talked with her her father and just realized the the fullness of who he truly was and the the role that he had taken on to be in her life um and it was very healing for her and it I mean, it just it just keeps resonating with me that maybe um maybe not not to say necessarily that not to forgive or put, you know, but maybe just look at it differently, elevate yourself. Um, if you read this part of the book, you know, um, try to go there like I did when, the, when I was reading it, I went there with her. I was just like, my whole body was vibrating and I was in a, an altered state and I came back just healed in a different way and transformed. And so, like I said, I was not going to say anything because it doesn't seem totally relevant, but yet it does. Well, what's so funny that you're saying is I keep listening to different things from we Dyer lately. Cause every time I get like this, I just, I try and really listen to good stuff. And I, like every time I put on whatever he's saying, it's always, and I'm going to screw up how he said it, but it's very similar to what you say when you when you change the way you look at things the way you look at things change or whatever so you know i'm having this story that i've created and that i'm saying and if i could somehow so what you're saying could be true because i think that i i have this story with these facts that i've made up you know the that how can this be what it is so yeah. So maybe the book could help you look at your story. Yeah. In a higher Change way. it. How I'm looking at it. How yeah. you're looking at your story in a higher way or a different way or it, it, it just, it was mind expanding for me. It was, I, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I talked about it at, in our, a couple of calls so far because it was so um, transforming for me. So. so dying to be me. Yeah. Okay. I will try it. Yeah. yeah, what I just got, Megan, too, is that it, it again, because I feel like you got to this point and we're all talking about the form of how you handle, it's like the story about you to change, that you ever did anything wrong, that you ever made a mistake. I mean, a mistake is harmless and innocent. So I feel like what a lot of I'm hearing from people is, that the self-forgiveness, when, when that story has shifted, that you ever did something wrong, yeah, you know, as a starting point, because. Yeah. Well, I think that the part that comes up that I judge myself is how could a loving and like high and compassionate spiritual woman walk away from her parents? So that's the part. 
to forgive, you know, because if I was truly this enlightened and awakened person that I could just love them just because they're my parents. But you are protecting your heart. But you will also, I, you know, I, I just feel like you will, you will shift to a point where nowhere that's not necessary anymore. That, that it's all in divine and perfect order, and you'll you'll be able to see that and shift. Yeah. Um, I I think your your problem isn't that unique either, because I've struggled with my parents. And what Debbie said, too, um, about maybe the other, or I think it was Debbie, the other person may not be ready. Now, my parents have passed on. They've been gone for like 16, 17 years. We never came to any resolution. It was a bad kind of uh, relationship all the way through, and I tried and tried, never gone anywhere. But now that they've passed on, my relationship with my parents is turned and changed and it's very beautiful and very understanding uh, because the relationship continues beyond death and what I'm finding now is my parents are there for me when they weren't there for me they can understand me when they couldn't understand me before Uh, it's just opened up so many things so the imperative to make this happen uh, and I did, finally did. I, I walked away from But I felt that it was imperative to make resolution with my parents before they died. And I could not do that. It didn't happen. But it happened after. So that's, I think, where it comes into where time, it's, there is no t- set time that you can do this in. So whether it happens next week or next year or whenever, um, that relationship, because of your intent and your willingness, is going to be reciprocated at some time. If the, if that helps at all, I don't know. <laughs> so it worked for me anyway. I I, I found it uh, because I couldn't make any headway when they were alive because they weren't into doing this kind of work. They weren't into receiving. They weren't into talking. But now they are. And it's become a wonderful relationship. My understanding of my parents is so much broader. Their understanding of me is so much broader. It's become a divine relationship rather than a a physical relationship. So it will happen. (laughs) I actually, with the people that I used to go to the ACA with, a lot of them that had lost their parents have said such a similar thing that, that they had felt that same way. And, you know, I feel like I really thought that I was putting it in the divine's hands for a couple of months. Now I just kept handing it over and sending them love and handing it over and sending them love. And I really felt like I heard that it was time. And I kept starting to remember all the good things. Like I kept starting to think like, maybe I made this up. And, you know, I, so I was sort of like, the judgments were were stopping and things were shifting. And then right when I talked to her on the phone and right when I saw her, it was just like, I didn't make it up. But I, I just feel like I, you know, I hear like I hear a lot of victim in there and I, I don't want to be a victim. Like I have an amazing life and in so many other aspects, I'm very blessed. And, um, and I do believe that, the gift in all of this is I wouldn't even be on this call. I wouldn't have looked for masterful living. I wouldn't be searching through yoga and meditation. And I wouldn't even have any of this because I wouldn't need it if I didn't have this story that I've created. So I know that, you know, that in that way it's blessed me and I thank them for that. Um, but I, but I do appreciate what you're saying and I've, heard that from people that you know when they die that it it gets easier so I think that I was so worried and I am so worried which why I was sort of pushing is I didn't I kept having this story of like their funeral and me not going or me going and everybody's saying I can't believe you're here and you know other people judgments and what are people thinking that I've walked away from my parents and what are they saying because I'm sure they're not saying you know why and it's just all this BS buzzing that goes on in my head. It makes me second guess myself. So, 
it feels so good. I hope that I'm, you know, if anybody feels like they have a desire and they're going through something painful that they're able to, to just, you know, come in. I just, I feel really, I feel really loved right now from all of you women. And, and I think there's a man on here too. I'm sorry, but um, I feel very nurtured and cared for. And I'm just really, I'm just trying to just receive that, you know, so thank you. And the funny thing is, is I feel like the courage, I thought that the courage was to take the stand and to walk away. But I feel like the courage is to, it's like, am I being stupid? Like they talk about that puddle and like you walk around that hole, you know, when you walk around and then you take a different street. And I feel like I was taking a different street for a long time and I was doing good. and. And I don't know, but it's courage to go back and see if I can do it again in a different way. And courage to feel your feelings. Yeah. I'm grateful to your parents that you're here and sharing this healing with all of us. Yeah. Also okay to feel this. It's perfectly okay to feel this too. It's funny because I feel like I, I don't want to be this sad little girl, you know, like I want to be this bright, shiny light, but I think that I wouldn't be able to be the bright, shiny light if I didn't have the sad little girl in me too, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so happy to be that bright, shiny light. So, uh, so for that, it's good. So beautiful and powerful. Thank you. And just um, just uh, offering space if anyone else has something you'd like held in prayer or anything you'd like to add or in our last few moments.
Well, um, I can start us in a prayer and I can leave it open in case anyone wants to jump in and add something. Um, but it feels like we're all like holding hands and hugging each other right now. So we'll just seal it in, but I'll leave the prayer open again if someone feels moved to add to the prayer. So let's just place our hand on our heart and absorb all this beautiful, loving energy. We are so grateful and thankful for the love that we share with each other grateful for everyone who has shared on this call and contributed to this beautiful, loving energy. And we hold in prayer each person in our community and their healing path. And we remember that spirit is working through us and for us all the time. We remember that all is for our highest, even if we don't understand. And so we hold ourselves in great compassion and patience and love when life looks different than we expect. We are so willing to be the love of our life, willing to comfort ourselves when Circumstances are challenging. We're so grateful to be learning this self-love as a community, feeling that no one here is judging us or putting any pressure on us or telling us what to do, just holding us in love just as we are, knowing our perfection, knowing the perfection of all things. And so we're just honoring everything that's on the altar for all of us and honoring and forgiving ourselves for ever taking it back and just allowing ourselves to be human. And so I just open the prayer if anyone would like to share something or add something here. Yes, and just knowing that spirit already knows what's on our heart and in our mind and all prayers answered as it's asked. We're blessing this entire community. We, we go forth with so much love and compassion for ourselves. And that in doing so, we're able to share it truly with others. So in grace and gratitude, again, we give thanks for this time, blessing our entire community and our beautiful teacher, Jennifer. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Great. Let's just unmute.